Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. We need to have a honest discussion about Tesla, kind of a bull bear debate. Again, I'm someone who has no skin in the game one way or the other, so I can look at and digest both sides. We need to talk about various housing markets because I think the pain is becoming clear. We need to talk about Michael Burry and his latest and greatest inflation call. I don't think you're going to want to miss this one. It is it is out there, and uh, we will talk about it in its entirety. Uh, we will talk about adults under 35, but making more than 100 grand. That cohort of individuals is making some very interesting decisions, and I think it could have lasting impacts on our economy. Uh, we will also talk about BlackRock and a few other details, but let's get into it. We've got to start with the jobs market. So again, folks, this week, a lot of important numbers coming out in the jobs market. We got the first one today. It's called the JOLTS report. Uh, we will get the ADP report tomorrow. And then the coup de grace on Friday, the December jobs number. The expectations for Friday, just so we're all on the same page, are 200,000. Uh, again, remember, we are in one of those weird times where good news is bad news and bad news is good news. This is all in regards to the Fed, obviously. So again, if we come in at a raging 260,000 jobs on Friday, it's going to be a sign that the Fed has more work to do. If it comes in slightly below, and I'm talking like 187, 191, 193, it is going to be a sign that the Fed is winning. We need these signs that the Fed are winning. Uh, we got the JOLTS report this uh, morning, and it wasn't very good. Actually, it was really good, but not really good, if you understand what I mean. So again, the expectations for the jo job openings report or the JOLTS report were roughly speaking 10 million. I think actually it was 10.05. We're going to call it 10 million. It, we came in stronger than that. The job market as of... November, which again, this is a report that's a month old, so it is lagged slightly, is not showing any signs of cooling. In fact, job openings uh, were increased the month before. There was a revision. So October was made to look stronger. November was basically flat from the previous month. So there is that. Maybe the trend is reversing. Uh, but again, looking at the job openings report or the JOLTS report, it is... Um, the Fed's going to look at it and go, more work to do, more work to do. But again, the big number is Friday. We've got to stay attention or got to, got to do that. Folks, hey, if you want to play the nailed it game with me, which I just made up right now, I'm getting something real quick. Oh, you can see it. I have this shirt called Nailed It. So let's do something right now. Let's guess. If you just want to do over under, the number is 200. I'm going to take the under, not that that should sway you at all. Kind of wishful thinking, maybe. Uh, but what is the number? What is the number for job creation in the month of 
December. Go ahead and leave it below. If you nail it or you are the closest, the first one that is closest, we will send a T-shirt. and We will have some fun. So feel free to take a guess there. On the job openings report, uh, something that I said yesterday is starting to happen. We are getting announcements. Uh, Salesforce.com. Again, I kind of indicated I thought this would happen yesterday, meaning some negative surprises. Companies, you know, kind of past the holidays, making some hard decisions. And uh, Salesforce.com comes out as first, and they are announcing they are going to lay off 10% of their employees. Roughly speaking, because they have about 73,000 employees, that's between seven and 7,500 employees. Again, this is frankly to be expected. And what some of you may not understand is Salesforce announces a 10% haircut, right, in, in employees. They are going to be shutting down offices. They are going to take a $1.4 to $2.1 billion charge, right? A charge meaning it hurts their income statement. It hurts their earnings, but their stock will go up. It happens every time, folks. Uh, a lot of folks think when companies announce layoffs, their stocks go down. Most of the time, it's exactly the opposite. So if you are in salesforce.com stock, uh, you're probably happy this morning. I don't know where it's at. I didn't check, uh, but my guess is it's up. Uh, but we shall see uh, later in the day when I actually go look. Uh, so again, salesforce.com. Uh, I expect more of these to come. Salesforce.com highlighted that um, customers are slowing down. Customers are cutting expenses. We had a conversation about SaaS and software companies because that is my background. And I let you know that it's going to be a hard time. Customers are new logos, not coming quickly. Uh, reduction in seats. Uh, and you're going to have to fight to keep your customers. It's going to be a painful environment, a yucky environment to be a sales rep, a software company, uh, because of the um, just the nature of the business. Your customers are going to be shrinking, not growing. You're going to be fighting to keep them. You're going to be having maintenance discussions. It is going to be ugly. Next up, let's talk about some housing markets. We are starting to get December housing markets already, and I appreciate everybody who sends me article. If you are a realtor or an investor or know someone in another market that has already collected December data, I would love to hear from you. And those of you that like Brian Lebo from Las Vegas, uh, we are scheduled to speak Tuesday of next week. He's a, he's a busy man, but we will talk about Vegas next week. I uh, captured a lot of stuff. So first off, John Wake, someone who's been on this channel a couple of times, put out some data about Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona has gone negative year on year. According to John, uh, the Phoenix market is now negative 3%. So the, the house in December of 2022 is 3% less than December 21. They have gone negative. Again, I don't expect the country to go negative, but John, uh, yeah, John was gracious enough to send that over. Got some data about Miami, kind of the reverse story. Miami home prices, November to November, are up 23%. They went from 490, I'm going to round, actually 491 if I'm rounding, to 605. Naples, Florida did even better, went from 605 to 766. Next up, we got Manhattan. Manhattan uh, apartment sales plunge 30%. Uh, median uh, price also dropped 5.5%. Again, remember, I think there is no one housing market. I think there are at a minimum three different markets. There's luxury, move up, and first-time homebuyers. 
Uh, luxury, which I would include most of Manhattan, uh, is in the luxury market, and that market is frozen. If you happen to be a buyer in the luxury market, go get your deal. You have all the power. Go get a huge discount. It would not shock me if some of these luxury properties sell for a seven-figure discount. Yes, I expect some properties listed over $10 million to go for a million or more less. Sometimes you just need cash, and sometimes the, uh, the wealthy are illiquid, and sometimes they need to sell some trophy properties uh, to get after it. So we shall see. Uh, next up, we need to have a conversation about Michael Burry. Uh, Michael Burry, I brought him up a couple of times. He uh, obviously is in the the big short. That movie is his um, persona is. My kind of um, opinion on Michael is he is rather detail-oriented. He reads a lot, uh, but he is generally negative. I think his personality, his investing style generally leads negative. I don't think Michael would know a bull market if it sat next to him. But that said, I don't think we're going into a bull market. So uh, I am listening to what Michael has to say. He dropped a doozy yesterday about inflation. So I'm going to share with you my take on or my take on what he said and then my take on what he said, if that makes sense. So Michael Burry is basically like Kathy Wood at this point, basically saying we are going from inflation to disinflation to deflation. And he is saying we are doing that in kind of record fashion. Uh, you know, we have an we had an inflation problem. It's now disinflation, which means it's inflating slower. And ultimately, we will be in deflation. Michael Burry is calling for negative. Yes, folks negative inflation this year. I just want that to sit there for a minute. It's calling negative inflation this year. If that is true, that could be a problem. Because what happens next for Michael Burry is the Fed goes, oh, shoot, we got a big problem. Turn on the printers. Congress turns on the stimmy checks. And we try to inflate out of this. And the coup de gras, the creme de la creme of what Michael Burry says is inflation will have another peak. Right now, you and I are looking at an inflation peak of 9.1%. Michael's like, not done. We got another one coming. So again, that's essentially my take on what Michael said. Now, my opinion. I, uh, I don't see it. I think a lot of folks are looking at what's happening with goods inflation, which is certainly disinflationary, and one could argue very soon going to be deflationary. I think that is all true and all valid and all not only possible, but probable. Unfortunately, inflation, at least in the United States, is made up of two components. There is the goods component, physical goods, cars, Shoes, clothes, computers, phones, stuff, stuff that comes in boxes, right? And then there's this other thing called services, right? Labor. And I believe most folks are over rotating, over, over trending, if that's a word or a theory, on what is happening with goods inflation. 
which is coming down, no question. And I've said many, many times, I expect goods inflation to come flying down in Q1 and be behind us. If Michael's right and goods inflation leads to services inflation and unemployment goes up, the Fed could come in. And uh, that would have some interesting ramifications. I don't, uh, I don't currently see it. Uh, my opinion about the inflation is, hasn't changed. We are um, having disinflation and deflation in goods, which will be done in Q1. We have housing, which will be done in late Q2, early Q3. And then we have the structural phenomenon of wage inflation, which I think continues for years to come as we deglobalize. But we shall see. Uh, Michael Burry, you know, certainly has a much larger reputation than me. He probably gets a lot more views. So, uh, you know, use that for what you will, but I will not let Michael sway my opinion. I don't see anything in his logic that tackles wage inflation, which to me can, sticks to services, which is 68, 67% of the economy. Now for the Tesla bull bear debate. I have to admit to being a... Uh, I was I was uh, watching some Tesla content yesterday. I was, and uh, you know I was because I had been warning about Tesla falling ever since Elon Musk sent that first tweet out. If you listen to me, you saved a lot of money. But man, there are lots of Tesla fanboys and bulls on YouTube going, "Don't worry about it. All is good as the house is burning down." Near as I can tell, the Tesla fanboys are saying, "Guys." 40% growth. That is amazing. 18% growth quarter on quarter. What is not to love? Tesla bears are basically saying, well, 40 is not 50, which we were promised. Uh, Tesla bears are saying they're just a car company that is now that now can't outsell capacity. And there's a growing demand problem heading into a recession. This is going to be fun to watch. I uh, I love the passion on both sides. Uh, I think Tesla is a cult stock, both on the buy and the sell. I think there's just as many cult bears as cult bulls. Uh, I do think the bears, the shorts, were getting their lunch handed to them for years as the fanboys were winning. Uh, it is now clearly reversed, and uh, the bears are celebrating. But again, remember, bulls and bears... Uh, get you know pigs pigs get slaughtered bulls and bears make money you got to ring the register right if you are short and uh, you have a nice profit you might want to take some money off the table so uh interesting stuff coming now let's talk about adults now specifically these are adults that are 35 years or younger making 100 grand or more it's not a bad living you know you're 32 years old you make uh six figures this is interesting. What we are finding is this cohort of individuals are leaving New York and California and landing in Florida and Texas. Now, could this just be because companies like Wall Street and tech companies are moving to Texas and Florida? Absolutely. Absolutely. Could it be the work from home phenomenon of leaving expensive areas and going to cheaper areas? Absolutely. I don't know what the reason is, nor do I really care. But one thing that is certain is you are seeing New York and California lose an important part of their tax base. 
Uh, I don't know if you know this, but in California, I don't know about New York, I would assume it's the same. The wealthy, the 1% or the top 10% of income earners pay more than 50% of taxes. So if, if the trend continues and we lose that next you know, set of individuals that make high income to other states, California is going to have a problem because our king, uh, Mr. Newsom, is um, spending a lot of money. And, uh, you know, the tax basis is being slowly rotted away. Same for New York, I believe, but I don't have the numbers. And then you're seeing Texas and Florida win. You know, if you're getting a disproportionate amount of these income earners, uh, that is going to be a lot of commerce and activity going on in your area. So, again, it's something to look at. Uh, BlackRock is putting out some articles talking about, guys, you know, be ready. Uh, what is coming? We haven't seen in 40 years. We have talked about that a lot on this channel. Uh, we have the biggest macro storm in decades. We have a recession coming. The buy the dip won't work. The Fed won't bail you out. So again, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that statement from BlackRock. Again, uh, I believe one of the things that Jerome Powell is trying to do is break the Fed put. Um, I don't think Powell likes the idea that the Fed always comes in and bails out Wall Street. I think the Fed is trying to hurt the 1%, and they are. The top 1% has lost something like 16 or 18% of their net worth because, again, they own all the assets. They own all the stock, right? I, I don't remember exactly, but something like the top 10% own 90% of the stocks. I don't know if that's true or not, but the you get the idea. You don't, you're not in the stock market. You don't care that Tesla is down 70%, right? That's, uh, this is what I think Powell wants to do. I think he's causing pain exactly where he wants to. So again, I don't see the Fed cutting. Back to Michael Burry's thoughts, right? He, he, he's calling for a nasty Fed pivot this year, 2023, a Fed pivot this year. Man, I can't see it, but hey, it would be... Uh, I actually think if the Fed pivoted as hard as Michael is talking about, we could have a huge problem. So we'll have to pay attention to that. Um, second, buy the dip, right? I think there's a lot of people that unfortunately have been conditioned, thanks to these various YouTube channels, about non-profitable tech stocks to buy the dip, and they're getting wrecked. And if you are on margin, like if you are on Tesla and you are margin, uh, you likely had got margin called. Right? Don't go on margin in this environment. So at the end of the day, uh, a couple of quick more things. We got a lot of people getting cards. We've got some more uh, golden tickets and we have some more follow through. So first, there's a lot of questions. How do you get one of these? If you want a golden ticket, all you have to do is close on your first deal and say that one rental at a time helped you some way. Black cards, you can get dozens of these black cards because you get a black card for every deal that you close. You do not, do not, do not have to be a student. You do not have to be a follower. All you have to say is one rental at a time, help me some way. Now, how do you give me your address? I suggest you go into Instagram, find my page, one rental at a time, and DM me your address. Beware, there are scammers. Lots of scammers are 
uh, now starting to follow or copy one rental at a time, do yourself a favor, check the spelling. You will know it's my page because I have a scammer uh, button or whatnot warning you. Um, so you can do that. Or if it's easier for you, you can go to my website, onerentalatatime.com and just send me a message. You can send me an email directly from there. Uh, so that's how you do it. Should be very easy. I just need your address. Again, I'm an easy grader. If you buy your first home and you want a card, get a card. You're doing Airbnb, get a card. I don't care what it is. I'm trying to figure out um, how much impact I'm having, and this is how I do it. So let's congratulate Aaron and Michelle. Congratulations for getting your first deal, your card number 24 of 100. And then Amin and Stella, uh, congratulations for getting your uh, first card. Uh, you are card number 25 of 100. Yes, I'm trying to get up to 100, uh, at least 100. We will obviously go over that, but here you go. And then Danny, congratulations on getting your next deal. And then Jake and Daniel, congratulations for getting your next deal. Uh, card number 31, oh no, 32 and 33 of 1,000. We, I plan to send out 1,000 of these. This is the goal. These are important for me, so um, go ahead and do that. Lastly, my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, it is going up to $400. Lots of you are still buying it at the $320 price. Uh, I'll give you another day or so if you have failed to do that. Buy it now. You will get the free mastermind in that. It is in the bonus section. Many of you have bought the course for the mastermind, that which is great. All you got to do is scroll to the bottom. It was the last session added. And of course, Join the Facebook group. It is free. Get around thousands of other people doing the work, sharing wins, asking questions, networking. Uh, the, the Facebook group is worth the price of admission. Uh, so again, take care. Have fun. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day. It is January 4th, Wednesday, January 4th. Like, subscribe, comment. 157 amazing people watching, but only 30 thumbs up. I don't know. I need to do a better job of asking for a thumbs up. Remember, if you want to play the over under or guess the employment number for Friday, go ahead and leave a comment. And if you get it right, we'll send you a t-shirt. Bye.